0: I need to start this episode with a disclaimer. Dr. Blanding and I had so much to talk about that it took a lot longer than a normal podcast. So I'll be breaking this episode into two parts. Here's part one. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Our Jackson Home podcast. I'm excited to be here today with Dr. Bruce Blanding, the president of Jackson State Community College. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Blanding.
1: Well, thank you. Glad to be here.
0: Um, one of the things I love to start with is, obviously, most people in the community know that you're the president of Jackson State, but I feel like that's probably what all that a lot of people know. So if you could introduce yourself to me and the listeners Uh, avoiding the Jackson State part, how would you go about doing that?
1: Well, thank you. I'd be glad to. Uh, You know, when you typically do that, I'm introduced as the president of the community college and go through all that uh, stuff, which is really good. It's nice. But the reality is that's not where I come from. Uh, I did not take your traditional path to the presidency, if you will. Uh, back in 1963 uh, before some of your listeners were born probably mm-hmm. uh, I was a senior in high school in a suburban Detroit uh, high school 90- uh, some percent of my colleagues in high school went on to uh, university that was our, our main path if you okay. will um, oh, uh, had a little bit of a little bit of a difference of opinion with an English teacher <laughs> my, my first semester of my senior year and had the same se- uh, teacher the second semester and and uh, long and the short of it, I was standing in the line to get my cap and gown and they pulled me out and they said, You're not graduating. Wow. And so I went back to summer school. I walked in the door. It was the same teacher teaching. I turned around and yeah. left and joined the Marine Corps. Okay. Um, so I, there I was. Solve that school, problem. <laughs> high school dropout. In, in those days, uh, high school dropout, you had really three choices. Uh, one, you could go to work in the car plants, uh, which I did do. I worked in uh, several of the different car plants. Or you could hang out on the street corner and get in trouble. That's not a very good appealing uh, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Or you could go in the service. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I chose the road of, uh, road of going into the Marine Corps in 1960 in September uh, served for three years I, I served two years in California and then my last year in 1965 they sent my unit to uh, overseas we were going to Okinawa and they stopped uh, somewhere en route and decided that instead of Okinawa we we're going to go to a place called Vietnam oh. so I was the, in the uh, first combat unit in Vietnam oh, in wow. 1965 uh, I spent about 13 or 14 months there what was your uh, role in this? Uh, trying to stay alive. <laughs> um, I, I was a, uh, I was a, a mortar gunner, 81-millimeter mortar. Okay. It's a kind of like a miniature um, rocket-propelled uh, uh, device. You drop the rocket down this big mm-hmm. tube, and it goes down, hits the bottom, and goes up, and it goes an arc, and then it lands someplace else, okay. hopefully where you want it to land. Yeah. Um, when I landed, in fact, it's kind of interesting story. When we landed, I uh, was carrying a about a 50 pound uh, backpack with all of the gear that you'd have, on top of that a 47 pound base plate, uh, and then a whole host of other sorts of things Mm. on me. So here I am, about 130 pounds, climbing (laughs) over the side of a ship with at least 130 pounds on my back. And then when we landed, they stopped short of the beach, and uh, we we hit the runway off of the landing barge, and we were in about seven feet of water. And if you haven't noticed, I'm not seven feet tall. So. <laughs> uh, it was it, I'm here, so yeah, obviously yeah. I made it okay. But uh, I spent uh, spent some time there, and, and I quickly decided that uh, that career was not the best uh, career choice. Uh, Didn't I, see the, a long term. There future. were some there were some issues with the yeah, longevity. Uh, so I came back. Uh, my high school sweetheart was going to Kent State University, mm-hmm. uh, and I applied there, and I said. Uh, Uh, I I haven't uh, graduated from high school in a traditional sense. While I was in the Marine Corps, I did take the GED and and took some mail order courses. Mm -hmm. And so they sent back and said, you're accepted, come on down. So when I got back, I went to Kent State University. Which, uh, if you know anything about history, that turned out to be a little bit of an exciting place. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Anyway, transferred from there to Michigan State, and I got all three of my degrees from. Yes, I was Spartan.
0: Now I'm Uh, I'm an Illini fan, but uh, I apologize for uh, that. Uh, You (laughs) you
1: can get over it eventually, but it takes a while. Um, uh, Michigan State uh, got my bachelor's degree in business, accounting, and finance major, and uh, with the intention of going to work in business. Uh, I honestly didn't know anything about education other than I had some good teachers and some not so good teachers. We remember both well. Yeah, um, absolutely. And when I, uh, when I gra- graduated, I, I went out and looked for a job and I interviewed with various businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but their businesses weren't hiring at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of my um, advisors said, I want you to go down and talk to the folks at Jackson Community College in Jackson, Michigan. Okay. And uh, so I went down and talked to the dean and he said, uh, you're perfect. Told him, uh, you know, I'd worked in the car plants. Um, I, I managed to, to make it through the police barricades and the Detroit riots of '67. I made made it through Vietnam. I was at Kent State when, mm-hmm. he said, "You're <laughs> perfect for this job." I thought, "Wow, what, what is this calling me for?" <laughs> yeah, you're going to be you're going to be teaching, and you're going to be teaching full time, from 10 to 2:30 Monday through Thursday. I said, "You're kidding." That's a full-time job? <laughs> I was figuring 50 or 60 hours minimum, right? So anyway, I said, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, went home and told my wife. Uh, we were expecting our first child, and not yeah. only that, we had open enrollment on insurance. So we were, we were really happy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He, he forgot to tell me it was 10 at night until 2.30 in the morning.
0: What? And One that I classes was. Are at 10 I, uh, these
1: are classes teaching inmates from Southern Michigan Prison, the world's uh. largest walled prison. <laughs> um, and so, uh, it, it was not your. It was not your typical. Uh, teaching experience that you might expect of college freshmen, if you will. Still better than
0: Vietnam, though, right? Uh, st- definitely,
1: <laughs> definitely. Um, long and short, I did that for so- several years, and, and what, I, what I found out was uh, I really, really loved teaching. I especially loved teaching uh, with folks who did not necessarily have Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that nice, smooth path okay. all laid mm-hmm. out in front of them. Folks who had sometimes a little bit of a challenge to learn something. Mm-hmm. And you could work with them, and when you saw that light of understanding turn on in their eyes, it was just, a, it was really, really fun. So anyway, long and short, I did that from 1971 till 75, and then I became a, a dean of the Business and Information Systems Division at the College of Lake County in Chicago. I did that for a few years. I went back to Michigan, and I was working with the Michigan Department of Education where I had the responsibility to work with all 29 public community colleges in the Mm -hmm. state of Michigan uh, on occupational education. Went from there to Miami-Dade Community College, the largest community college in the country. At that time, we had 75 to 80,000 uh, students, Wow! Uh, where I was responsible for all occupational uh, workforce, if you will, education, mm-hmm. and also what we called the community instructional services. Uh, people wanted to come back, get some training, and uh, mm-hmm. just general interest courses, et cetera. Uh, went from there back to Michigan, uh, went to community college there. From there, went overseas. We, we worked in... Uh, couple of interesting places, one was in St. Lucia, uh, where I ran a medical school uh, when we had the Grenada War, if you remember. I was next door to that. We were okay. in there the week before and the week after that uh, in Grenada. But uh, in St. Lucia, uh, uh, until uh, the end of the Grenada experience, then we came back to the States. Uh, And then the next stint was in uh, uh, Monrovia, Liberia, which is on the west coast of Africa. Uh, You may know of Liberia from uh, the fact that it's the old, it was, past tense, was the oldest black republic in the world. Mm. Uh, It was founded by freed American slaves. Mm. Um, The reason they called it Monrovia uh, was because of James Monroe, who was then the uh, president of this country uh, uh, the, the Liberia meaning liberty or freedom in mm-hmm. the country um, their flag was uh, uh, one star and the stripes as we have so it looked like our flag except it was only one star mm-hmm. um, a fascinating place mm-hmm. um, and it was between coups uh, there was uh, an army sergeant who had overthrown the el- democratically elected government, and uh, so it was a fairly unstable time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, got worse later, but uh, anyway. Then we came back to the states. I worked for the U.S. Department of Education, where I um, uh, I promulgated uh, the uh, rules and regulations pursuant to the Higher Education Act of '86, uh, which means you publish in the Federal Register the 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 rules and regs, you get uh, responses back from uh, all over the country in terms of what is the defining post-secondary education and, and all sorts of uh, very mundane sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point in time, uh, uh, my wife's parents were living in Hendersonville and got to be frail elderly, so we said, hey, we're mm-hmm. going to go to Tennessee. Yeah. And uh, we came to Tennessee, uh, got a job at Chattanooga State Technical Community College uh, in 1988, uh, did not expect to be in Tennessee a long time, maybe a few years. I don't speak the language. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, Tennessee very quickly became home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and since 1988, we have been uh, very fortunate uh, to have uh, worked and lived in most areas of the state. Mm-hmm. Um, I work for the Tennessee Board of Regents. That's the okay. governing board for mm-hmm. six universities, 13 community colleges, and 26 Tennessee colleges of applied technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked... Uh, and started at Chattanooga State in 88, and then in 96, uh, I became uh, the chief executive officer of the TCAT in uh, Elizabethton, which is up in the mountains in the very eastern part of Tennessee. Okay. Uh, Johnson City, Bristol, Kingsport surrounded uh, Elizabethton. Uh, from, from there, I came to Jackson in 2000. Uh, where I was the chief executive officer at the Tennessee College of Applied Technology. Mm-hmm. We used to call them TTCs. Now we call them TCATs, T-Cats yeah. um, uh, post-secondary occupational program mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, services for, for folks. Uh, I was there from 2000 until 2004 when the board uh, uh, assigned me to be president of uh uh, Jackson State Community mm. College, and I've been at Jackson State since 2004. Yeah. I've seen a lot of changes in higher education uh, in this area and this town <laughs> yeah. over the past few years it have been a very fascinating mm. thing. Uh, the Tennessee Board of Regents, as uh, you may or may not know, is uh, the sixth largest system of public higher education in the United States, mm. uh, so it's no small thing. Yeah. We operate universities, including University of Memphis, uh, on the western part of the state to East Tennessee State University over in the very eastern part.
0: But the, my understanding is UT is a separate system. Uh, yeah, they're the,
1: they're, the, they're the poor country cousins oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> in everything except money. But uh, <laughs> uh, they, they educate about 20% of those in public higher education in the state. Okay. Uh, Tennessee Border Regions, TBR, uh, educates 80. 80% of yeah. those in public higher education in the state. Um, so, so, anyway, and the, the, the community colleges, uh, an interesting thing there, uh, the community colleges are, there's 13 of, of our community colleges in our state system, and we are responsible for a geographic area. Mm-hmm. For example, in Memphis, there is Southwest, Southwest Tennessee Community College, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, used to be um, STEM, State Technical Institute in Memphis, and Shelby State two separate institutions brought together, one kind of transfer-oriented, one kind of occupationally-oriented. And so those are two of their campuses a part of the, mm. their broader system. And they've added a couple more campuses since then. We've got Dyersburg State to our northwest. We've got Columbia State to our east. And so it goes across the state. Uh, Jackson State Community College is uh, its the largest geographic service.
0: Let's, let's yeah. come back and talk okay. about that in a minute. All right, well, we're going to head into our first break, and you are listening to Two Yankees uh, sitting between the uh, Tennessee and Mississippi River on the R. Jackson Home podcast. And we're back at the R. Jackson Home podcast. I'm here with Dr. Bruce Blanding, who's the president of Jackson State Community College. And uh, Dr. Blanding, um, you've been with Jackson State for about... 15 years Yeah, about
1: 15 16 years
0: so so you know well you know all about it so help the listeners who may a lot of us maybe not be from here so we might not you know know it as well as some people that are from here but help us understand what is Jackson State and what do they specialize in
1: well Jackson State Community College is, is exactly that it's a community college and and what's really fascinating about a community college It's very different than any other form of higher education that that you or I would be familiar with. When we talk about a community college, a comprehensive community college, we're talking about an institution that has one thing that makes it unique. What is that one thing? It's called an open door. If I apply to um, any of the uh, baccalaureate institutions in in this area, it doesn't matter public, private, whatever they happen to be, whether they are Carnegie One research institution, just as simply a baccalaureate institution, whatever level they might mm-hmm. be, um, there is an admissions process, and that is a selection process. Yeah. And, and what happens if it's Union or Lane or Lambeth or Freed Hardeman or, or whatever, whatever school it might be, they have in their mind an image of, of the kind of person they're looking to mm-hmm. admit, admit yeah. to their institution it may be based on a religious affiliation it may be uh, based on a an academic uh, requirement of some kind it may be whatever whatever their their criterion is you'll hear schools say you know we're proud to say that our average freshman class has an ACT of mm-hmm. 36. That's perfect, by the way. Yeah. Anyway, they don't have that. That would be they, impressive. Yes, that yeah, would be impressive. Um, but but they, they select some and they don't select others. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. Not so at a community college. At a community college, you are in. you. If you can benefit from access to higher education, you're welcome to come to Jackson State Community mm-hmm. College. So if you're out there and you're 35 years old and you're in a dead-end job or you're not even in a job or you're thought you were married happily ever after and you're there you are with your two kids and the husband is gone and you don't know you don't have a good skill set. Mm-hmm. Whatever your situation, there is a place for you to come. It's mm-hmm. called Jackson State Community College. If you're coming right out of high school and you wanna you wanna get a good start, Jackson State Community College. So it's it's that kind of place. So as a consequence, we have a very diverse population. We have people who have blown the top off of these ACT, SAT mm-hmm. uh, scores—they uh, uh, have done fantastically well in high school. And then you also got folks like me, or high school dropouts. You got the whole range of people, mm-hmm. and that's that's what it's all about. We take people from wherever they are to where they need to be. So it's mm-hmm. not so much that you're coming in and you're already halfway there or 2 thirds of the way there. Yeah. It's it's that here's where you are and here is here are the outcomes that you have to have achieved for this class or this class and we, we help you we work with you to get you there. Yeah. And that's that's the that's the most exciting mm-hmm. difference about it. Mm-hmm. Now, here's another interesting fact that people don't realize. Jackson State is an institution that serves 14 counties. That's we have a, a, a geographic service area. Mm-hmm. 7,000 square miles in those 14 counties it goes from the kentucky line to the mississippi line Mm -hmm. from the tennessee river almost to memphis Mm -hmm. 400,000 430,000 to be exact uh, People live in this area those are the folks that we serve as our primary Mm -hmm. target market Uh, We have uh, uh, We have four major functions as part of our mission. One are to serve students who are intending to start their baccalaureate, studies with us and then transfer on. You can come get an associate degree and that was automatically accepted at every university in this state, public or private. We have agreements with every single one of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want to transfer to University of Memphis, no problem, UT Martin, no problem, Union, no problem. Wherever you're ready to go, you can go. Second thing is, so the transfer is, is a part of what we do. Another major part of what we do are people who want to come out and get a job. They want to graduate and the next day go to work. Mm-hmm. So we have occupational programs. We, have, we train people in everything from nursing to advanced manufacturing technology. And, and got to, if
0: you haven't heard about the advanced manufacturing, and you don't, we don't have to talk about it right now, but it is worth going to see. Uh, I would just graduated from Leadership Jackson. We got to tour that, and it was amazing to see. They've got this mini factory at Jackson State where you learn to do all this work, and you can walk into a $60,000-a-year job, while being paid while you're going to school it's it, it's amazing it,
1: people people don't realize that with an associate degree in the right area mm-hmm. uh, you can live a very good life mm-hmm. uh, you can have an associate degree in nursing from Jackson State, go to work at uh, uh, Jackson General or Regional or any of the hospitals in the area. You're making forty thousand dollars a year, which is a darn good living. Forty-five thousand depends on what you're doing, what shift, and the rest of that. You can go to work in uh, in in manufacturing in terms of advanced manufacturing mm-hmm. technology and make forty to sixty thousand dollars a year. Absolutely. And this is the interesting part. Uh, when I was when I was that age. Uh, which was a long, 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 long time ago. Uh, I worked at Oldsmobile on final assembly. I was a major press operator at Ford uh, Woodhaven Stamping Plant. Uh, I I know that drill. And, And I can tell you that hot, noisy, dangerous dirty factory that doesn't exist anymore that's that's ancient Mm -hmm. history when you walk into these plants right now you'd be amazed they're clean they're quiet they're actually air conditioned they're pretty Mm -hmm. comfortable places to work and it doesn't mean you don't work but it means it's a very different thing than a lot of people's mindset as to Mm -hmm. what a factory is but the more important thing is they're really good jobs Mm -hmm. and they are highly technical in nature uh, when you go look in these plants, they, they, can't, they can't make a living if they've got a bunch of people doing very menial kinds of things. They're very automated, they're very uh, they, robots are going all over the place. There's all sorts of interesting things. So, advanced manufacturing technology, good example. That, that's a program where people come in right out of high school mm-hmm. and they, they go through a two year program that, that we partner with over 20 other local uh, companies. Let's take Bodine, for example. Mm-hmm. A couple of our students are at Bodine. Or TBDN or, or are any, any of the companies in town that are participating and they will go to work day one and they'll go to class day one yeah so they go to class a couple of days a week they go to work a couple of days a week well what does that mean it means at the end of their associate degree they actually have had work experience paid for work experience yeah. mind you and there and they are a, a benefit to the employer and the employer. And, and the employee is well-trained, for, for for so it's a win-win. It's a win for the student, and it's a win for the company. Now, yeah. why does that matter? If you look at West Tennessee, you'll realize that that two things jump at you right away in the workforce. One, uh, the biggest single employer is West Tennessee Healthcare. Absolutely. West Tennessee Healthcare employs somewhere in the range of 5,500 people. Mm-hmm over the vast the vast majority of them about 50 to 70 percent of them are trained by Jackson State Community College okay. Wow. Uh, We have four, five, six hundred nurses going through our nursing program. We have an entire building for nursing. We have all of the brand new building. Only took twenty years, but we got. (laughs) Uh, We are in the process of building a brand new building for our health uh, science health science programs. Our uh, respiratory therapy, radiologic technology, physical therapy assisting, occupational therapy assisting, medical lab technology. You get the you get the picture. Uh, EMT, paramedics, etc why because because there's a huge uh, need for health uh, yeah. uh, workers in this area and they are a very good profession very good mm-hmm. profession in addition to that there's opportunities in manufacturing well what am i talking about in the state of tennessee roughly 16 or 17% of uh, the tennesseans work who are in the workforce work in manufacturing mm. and west tennessee 30%. Mm-hmm. So 30% of our workforce is in manufacturing. Every single one of our towns, and you all live here, you know what I'm saying. You, do, you go to any of these towns, big or small, and what you're going to find is a number of, of, of very large companies that have plants operating in our communities. Mm-hmm. Okay? That, that is a blessing, and it's yeah. a blessing because it gives us really good paying jobs and opportunities to build a career. Absolutely. In a manufacturing environment, and the nice thing about manufacturing is they usually pay quite well. Yeah. And, and they also are very sophisticated. They take care of their employees. And they take care of More their employees. More than just They want to keep them, and they want them to be productive because that helps them succeed. So it's yeah. a win-win every way you look at it. So anyway, so the first thing we have are, are students who come out and want to transfer to get a baccalaureate degree someplace. Mm-hmm. And they can take two years with us, reduce their cost dramatically Mm -hmm. because ours is a bargain compared to what any four year school would be. Uh, We got the students who want to come out and get a skill set so that they can go to work day one when they graduate and they can and do just exactly that. The third is adult and continuing education. And what that is, is that's a range of different activities. It could be somebody who's already out there working someplace. And they get a new computer software program. They don't know how to operate that mm-hmm. thing. I mean, I'm still behind the curveball on that one. The stuff is coming out faster than I can imagine. I, my first textbook was in Key Punch. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to say when that was, 75, but uh, the long and the short of it is that ain't the way we do it these nice. days. Okay. <laughs> so you got to keep up. If yeah. you don't keep up, you're, and you got to run to keep mm-hmm. up. So what happens is people are out there, and they say, hey, I've got, my, I've got my job, and I've got my, you know, my requirements for my job and everything else, but I need this course. Mm-hmm. or I need this set of learning experiences, whatever it happens to be. So we do that sort of thing. It can be new equipment that the company gets in, and they want to get trained on that, all different kinds of uh, activities that are under the adult and continuing education activities. Then the fourth thing is community service. And, and remember I said we're a community college. We serve these communities. We try to make, uh, make life better for them. So what does that mean? Well, that can be uh, a community service can be teaching people Zumba, I had to learn what that was. I did not know. I do know now. I can't. I can't do it, and I can't understand it. But I. I, I you know I what it, it is. at least. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it can be somebody says, you know, I always wanted to buy a motor, drive a motorcycle. So I went out to, to our local uh, Harley dealer down the road here. I bought that motorcycle, but now I need need to know how to drive it. Well, we we teach people how to drive a motorcycle yeah. on Saturdays they can come out and learn how to drive a motorcycle get their you know their license uh, notched for that so all those kinds of things are in that that fourth category community service mm-hmm. when you put those together uh, it's, a, it's a fairly
0: robust activity part one of my podcast with dr. Bruce Planning was produced recorded and hosted by me our intro music was performed by Aaron Hardin it was recorded live at the co to find out more about the Co. visit their website at www.attheco.com And to find out about how amazing Jackson is, visit rjacksonhome.com.